It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition information. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I really thank you for listening today. Each week, we try to bring you information on how nutrition or the lack of it affects health problems. You know, we might bring you some information about the nutrition connection to MS or the nutrition and sobriety connection or the nutrition connection to diabetes, or the nutrition and arthritis connection. But today we don't have a set topic at all because we want to give you the opportunity to ask the nutritionist. And I've invited Anna Derhock to be our co-host today. Anna has her master's degree in nutrition, and she's completed her internship and was licensed this past month, in September actually. And Anna, I know you're young, 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 young. You're very young. But you've had a lot of experience already. I have, and I owe it all to Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So (laughs) Dar has been my mentor. Um, Yeah, I mean, when I first came here four and a half years ago now, Mm -hmm. um, I I was just finishing up my bachelor's degree in nutrition, and... Now I'm teaching classes all over the community and, you know. And you see clients on two days a week? Two days a week, Tuesdays and Saturdays. And I absolutely love what I do. And I have two beautiful little girls. Isabel's three and Genevieve's almost two. So I've been busy, I think. I think you have (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, this this past week I was reading comments made by people in the classes and one stood out. And it says, I love taking classes from Anna. She's so knowledgeable and fun that I go home and I put good nutrition to practice. So, Anna, where are you teaching weight and wellness this time? I'm teaching it in White Bear Lake, and it's going to be on Thursday nights. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested, and we're also teaching teaching them at a bunch of different locations, um, also in St. Paul, Stillwater, and Anoka. And those classes start actually next week. Next week, yep. So, you know, right after Halloween. So yep. if so you messed up, up on Halloween, you can get <laughs> you yep. can get your body back into order. So I've invited Anna to be our co-host because she has really a firm handle on all this current nutrition research and science. So we're ready for people to start calling. And our number here today is 651-641-1071. So, I think we actually have a caller already. Awesome. Good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning. And you have a question. I do. Um, I started, I took your class and I um, had really dry skin and I've been taking lots of omega-3 and omega-6 and all of a sudden my skin is getting dry again. And um, the only thing that I changed was I heard that if you put cinnamon in your water, it would make it taste good. So I drink cinnamon water all the time, and I'm wondering if that is drying out my skin again. That's an interesting question. And how much uh, omega-3s are you taking? Um, I was taking 4 and 4, and then okay. I upped it to 5 and 5, and now I'm up to 6 and 6. And I That thought, should be plenty of fatty acids. And are you drinking enough water? 
I am drinking the two and a half to three quarts a day. I'm wondering if the cinnamon is making is acting as a diuretic. What do you think, Anna? Mm-hmm. I don't. It's not supposed to, but. Why don't you try not putting the cinnamon in the water and see what happens? Because you certainly are taking enough fatty acids. Definitely. And you're not taking any other kind of diuretic, are you? No. No. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I just take calcium and magnesium otherwise. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's try, try that. Just uh, eliminate the cinnamon and see what happens with the skin. That was going to be my next thing I was going to start this morning because I thought about it last night. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the Thanks. call this morning. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Well, we have another caller here. Good morning, Jean. You have a question for us today? Uh, Yes. I'm a 63-year-old woman, and I'm wondering what causes my fingernails to split in layers. I've resorted to acrylic nails just because uh, they're hard to even clean. Uh, They don't crack, but they split in layers. Well, I'll talk a little bit, but Anna, you start thinking, too. One thing that I've noticed with nails is that you have to eat enough animal protein because that makes your collagen, and collagen makes your hair and your nails. And so when you're low on protein, and that's why we say, well, you know, some of the research says that women need at least four ounces of protein at two meals, and this is animal protein, Mm -hmm. at least at two meals. And so we suggest having... You know, that at least, but we recommend having animal protein like five times a day. Yeah. You know, maybe two to four ounces each time. Oh, uh, I'm not vegetarian, so I would think I get that, but maybe not. I'll watch. So you have some other ideas? Yeah, um, sometimes this, the splitting can be from um, a B vitamin deficiency as well. Okay. Um, and sometimes if it is related more to protein, it can be an iron deficiency. But usually you're going to get the spooning of the nails with iron, so that might not be totally the case. Any certain B vitamin? I would do a B complex. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the other things that they talk about is biotin, is mm-hmm. um as a possibility is, and I find that that helps some people, um not as much as what they say it helps. So to be <laughs> honest with you, yeah. But a variety of B vitamins would be beneficial. I agree with Anna. Okay, I'll try that. Thank okay. you very much. And oh, yes? another another one. Okay. Um, you know, if you are deficient in fatty acids. I was just going to start that. Um, I haven't been taking supplements of, uh, that's the fish oil. The fish oil and also for nails and hair, it would be omega, um, actually omega-6, which is GLA or gamma linoleic acid. Okay, do you recommend a uh, combination of omega? No, no, I do not. I okay. think it should be separate because okay. sometimes you want more of omega-3s and a little bit less of the GLA. So yeah. you can bounce that around better. And if they're all in a capsule combined, then, you know, you, you don't have control over that then. But for, like, heart and other things, I'm not taking any um, omega well, then, you sh- yeah, you should be yeah. taking some omega-3s, definitely. Mm-hmm. We kind of think everyone should be. Mm-hmm. So that's a separate issue. Um, I, you still yeah. wouldn't take a um, multi-omega capsule? No, I wouldn't. I keep them separate. Right. <laughs> we find better success when they're separated. Yeah. Yep. Control over what you're taking. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, there, we got lots of answers. It? Okay. That, I, I'm <laughs> writing a list here. Thank you for your help. Okay. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Bye. Oh, my. We we do have a lot of people up oh, early. Great. I'm, I'm surprised that so it. many people are up this morning. <laughs> Good morning, Shelley. You have a question for us? 
Yes, my husband um, struggled with having um, pancreatitis, and the medical community's solution to it is an extremely low-fat diet when he's symptomatic, which kind of goes against all the many things that you guys um, preach, and I was wondering if you have any nutritional advice for a person who is prone to pancreatitis. Yes, we do, and do you want to start off, Anna? <laughs> uh, sure, I can start off. Okay. Um, usually, if the you know... It, if he's having those symptomatic symptoms of pancreatitis, you want actually to have more of those healing fats like the omega-3s and also coconut oil can be really healing to any type okay. of organ. Um, so, I mean, because fat is in essentially very healing and so is protein. So what he should be doing when he has those attacks is really cutting down on the processed carbs. Okay. Really watching the sugar. Yeah. Which their advice has been traditionally to basically stop eating and maybe drink a little bit of Gatorade, which just goes against the definition of health right there. Right. So- it does. It goes against the definition. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it does. You yes, know. and then I also asked them about um, supplements, thinking, you know, it's a digestive issue. Would uh, bifido or an acidophilus help him? And they said that that was just simply unknown. What are your opinions on supplements for him? Well, I think, you know, you. I think you probably know more than what your, the advice that you have been getting. But, yes, I think some digestive enzymes, it would be really good. And also yeah. uh, some bifidobacteria, definitely, for digestion, but also a digestive enzyme. Yeah. You know, and uh, like one, maybe one with each meal would probably be beneficial because our pancreas makes a lot of our mm-hmm. digestive enzymes. You know, if you start to look at what is more of a healing diet for him, again, lots of vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. some, you know, meat, definitely, and good fat, and eating that several times a day, and he probably would avoid getting these attacks. Right. And, you know, have you figured out when he gets these attacks? Is it more when he's eating, you know, processed carbohydrates or... You know, I, I can't exactly figure out the trigger for it. They're going to do a, the, di, um, the diagnostic stuff is so invasive that we've kind of avoided going that route. It's made him more sick. So we're thinking maybe that we will go that route because we do eat pretty clean thanks to the advice of you. But I do have to say he, um, is there any like literature or research that could back up the, the need for like some coconut oil? Because I know he'd be really afraid to take that, I think. Well, you know, uh, actually, in the coming up uh, in the future, I'm going to have a lady on that a doctor that's done research on coconut oil, and she's actually been doing it on Alzheimer's disease, and how healing it's been for that. But I think you know, if you can kind of hold on that, because she has done a lot of research, and she's probably gathered a lot of research on the different ways that coconut oil heals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that that's coming up in the next month or two when she's going to be on. So, Excellent. And, um, but, you know, I think, again, if you start to think about what is going to be a healing diet for him, you know, we're, I'm not to say that, you know, you want to give him lots and lots of coconut oil, but you want to use some, you know, maybe a couple of teaspoons to cook some, you know, cook the vegetables in so that you're giving him some, but you're not overloading his system. And I think that's true with any fat. Yep. You know, you you know, you mix up the fats. You give some olive oil, you give some butter, you give some coconut oil, and then so that you get the healing from all the different ways. Right. Mm-hmm. So, 
You know, very good. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks for the call. Thank you. So, Anna, we have to take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company bringing you nutritional information that will improve your health. So often women tell me during a nutritional counseling session that they skip breakfast and lunch to save on calories. They believe if they skip meals, they will lose weight. But what is the reality check? You know, research tells us skipping meals slows the metabolism and sets us up for cravings and binge eating. Eating five or six times a day increases metabolism and leads to more energy and weight loss. And our number here today is 651-641-1071. Living life out loud on FM 107.1. Laugh along. Welcome back to Dish Amp Nutrition. If you are confused about what the best nutritional plan for improving your health is, losing weight, or reducing risk of chronic illness, we believe a safe approach is to follow more of a traditional mac- macronutrient breakdown. And we like kind of like how our ancestors ate with the hunter-gatherer type of um, diet. And they've found in research that about 30 to 35% of your calories should come from protein, 30 to 35% from vegetables and fruit, and 30 to 45% of calories from beneficial fats. And we're not talking about trans fats or refined oils. The research has shown that this is the best macronutrient breakdown for long-term health. So we also were talking earlier about our weight and wellness classes. And if you're a nurse needing continuing education credits, just want to let people know that our weight and wellness classes, that's a series of six classes, qualify you for 12 continuing education credits. You know, a recent comment from a nurse that I just, I was looking over the uh, evaluations uh, from the last class, and and uh, one of the evaluations from a nurse was that um, I signed up for CEUs, but I got so much more. The best 12 hours I spent on learning about food and nutrition. So, Same. you know, it's it's really, <laughs> they, they appreciate the information. And we have lots of callers, so we yes. are just going to... Good morning, Mary. Welcome to the show. Well, hi there. Hi there. Um, I have a question about um, the benefits of apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar. Yes. Okay. Anna? I can help you with that. Okay. Um, The benefits are it actually helps to balance out the pH of your stomach. Okay. And so um, a lot of times the pH will go low and and then we can't produce as much HCL, which actually helps break down protein and other types of nutrients in our stomach. And HCL is hydrochloric acid. Yes. So it's toxic stuff when it's out of the stomach, but it's really good for our stomach. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that those are the biggest benefits. It um, So it can help reduce acid reflux, um, heartburn, things like that. Okay. Um, and I just, I've heard it help that it can make contribute to longevity of life. Is that accurate or? Well, I'm, I think, you know, if you're thinking in terms of it helping you balance so that you've got enough acid in your system to digest food, sure, then it would. And that's, it's a balance. It's helping you keep balanced. And so sometimes what happens is, is they say that as people get older and older, they're not making as much hydrochloric acid. But really, what is that coming from? It's coming from the fact that we're not, as we get older, sometimes people don't eat as much meat. And we naturally make our own hydrochloric acid when we eat meat. Okay. But... You know, doing a little apple cider vinegar is fine. Okay. 
And one more question. Um, water. I just recently did a detox and um, learned that uh, the reverse osmosis or distilled water was better than I was just using a Brita filter. Mm-hmm. And I know we're looking at getting a filter water system in the house. Um, what do you recommend there? Well, I agree. I mean, I think a reverse osmosis is perfect system. Yes. Yeah. I would, that's what we recommend, too. Okay. And, you know, there's so many different companies out there that have them. So. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoy your program, have referred a lot of people to you, and I just um, have taken a class from you, and we've learned a lot. And Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you so we much. We appreciate it very much. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you for listening this morning. And um, good morning, Susan. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Hi, Susan. Hi, I um, have a question. I have a 12-year-old daughter who's always been um, slightly overweight. She's not had any big changes. She's just kind of always been that way. And she's recently going through her growth spurt, and I thought it would kind of thin out a little bit with that, but it doesn't seem to do that. And I feel like I've done the basics um, with, uh, you know, provi- you know, promoting at least five fruits and vegetables and portion control and um, I do do some snacks because I don't want her to feel deprived, but they're usually portion control. And uh, but anyway, I feel like I'm. I feel like from what I know, I'm doing the right things. I just was wondering if you have any advice, if you even have any classes for that age, or if you um, rec- how direct I should be with her. You know what what approach I should take. Well, I think a couple of things is that um, I I guess what I would look at is she probably is a, a child that has a little bit of insulin resistance. And so the way, you know, the way her body uses carbohydrates is, is basically she's, when she eats carbohydrates, she stores those as fats. And so it's a really fine line, fine line you walk with that because it's like you have to keep those carbohydrates down. But then when you're 12 years old, you usually are exposed to more of those carbohydrates. Okay. So the one one way that you can kind of counteract some of that carbohydrate is to have a little bit more physical activity, have more muscle on the body, will help to reduce that insulin resistance. Yeah. And it kind of helps to drive the sugar right into the cells rather than having it float around in the, you know, the bloodstream that ends up storing fat. You know, the, I mean, that would, so when we would work with her, that would be kind of our approach. Um, and getting and I do her... do that. She dances a lot, okay. uh, and I, I even run with her. I, I do things okay. with her just to okay. I do whatever exercise with her to to promote it at a regular basis. And we, you know, anyways, I feel like I'm doing that already. Mm-hmm. And she's doing strength things with her, okay. with her dance. So I don't know, but I, but I that's what I feel like because I have three other kids, and I feel like I do the same, and they don't seem to have that issue. So I feel like there was something a little a little yep. different with her. It probably well, is something about this way she stores her. I thought there must be something like that. Yeah, she is. So one of the things, the other one of the things that I would do is probably go and have, have a total panel thyroid panel, you know, and okay. that is not just the TSH, but the T3, the T4, a whole panel, and see if there's anything off on that. Okay. And I think if, you know, if you brought her in for a consultation, we might look carefully at things like gluten and we might look carefully at dairy products because if you have insulin resistance, um, you... People that have that, when they eat dairy products, they tend to store fat. Mm-hmm. So those are the kinds of things we would look at. But it's, it's you know, to give you a... Delicate balance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to give you an exact answer, 
it's hard until we really work with somebody. And with that age, do you recommend, you know, what approach? 